Ultra Gundam style, everybody. Welcome back to Wow Cool Robot, the world's... Well, not number one only Gundam show. You know what? It's the world's number one and only Gundam show sponsored by Kaiba Corp. There we go. It carries over to every podcast I do. Uh, this is a show where we talk about Gundam. Specifically, we talk about Mobile Suit Gundam Zzz or Double Zeta. I'm Max. I use he, him pronouns. And with me, as always, is Jake. Hey there. I'm Jake. I also use he, him pronouns. Jake, we're here. We are back at it again with another batch of Gundam episodes. And I feel, I know I sound like a broken record every time I open my mouth. This is my favorite batch episode so far. They were pretty good. We have been introduced to a delightful new character that we'll get into. We said goodbye to a character. We we got introduced to a couple. A lot of stuff happens. We get More importantly than being introduced to a character, we get introduced to a robot. And we'll talk about the robot. Oh, well, we talk about the robot. Specifically, we said sayonara to a character. We, oh, thank you. Yes. Very, 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 very good. Very good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, have, have you been having a good week, Jake? I've been having a pretty good week. Um, it's just been real chill. Work has been, you know, not uh, very hectic at all. And, good. Um, nothing, nothing amazing's happened. Nothing terrible's happened either, though. So it's just kind of been a pretty decent week. Yeah, you know, all things considered, that's the kind of week that you want. Something that's just normal and not crazy. Yeah, Like, for me, spe- for me specifically, my girlfriend and I have been looking for apartments. And supposedly we got a, we got accepted to one today i'm waiting on the like confirmation welcome email but it's 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 cool you know we're moving to a new place that's gonna be fun at the end of the month so that'll hopefully not really cut into the recording schedule of any of my podcasts we'll see we'll burn that bridge when we get there um but i've had this manic energy about me all weekend so i'm ready and just you know i'm full of soup right now jake i'm ready to get and do it into it shall Hell we yeah. hop on the train it's a train now. We're on Space Runway Ideon. Or no. Fuck. What's the train anime? You know that, that train space anime? The one about the cats? I think there's cats. Um, Galaxy Railways. Yeah, that's about cats. I lo- I just happened to find that one like on a free uh, free video thing. Like uh, a legally free video thing. Like Roku yeah, of course, TV. of course, of course. Um, and I had never heard of it before. I watched it and I was like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? The <laughs> thing is, trains are cool. Trains are very cool. Is, 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 trains are cool. Trains in space, even cooler. We're not talking about trains, though. We are talking about space. We're talking about Gundam Double Zeta. We're talking about Gundam Double Zeta Episode 10. <laughs> Sayonara, Fa. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers, she leaves. In this episode, the Argama heads toward La Vienrose, and Fa thinks about how badly she wants to leave and stay with Camille back in Shangri-La. The Argama sends Rue ahead to pick up a new mobile suit. Meanwhile, Bicha and Eno send another transmission to the Endra, telling them of the new mobile suit incoming. Mashmir is talking with new character Charasun about his constant failures, and he pledges to take the Argama this time for sure. He heads out yet again in the Hamahana. Goten is also with him in an asteroid dummy, as he plans to sneak aboard the Argama and contact the collaborators. Judo heads out in the Zeta to fight, wielding an empty charge beam rifle. Fa heads out after him to recharge it. In the fight, Fa's able to get the rifle recharged, and Judo disables the Hamahama with it, but not before Mashmir can disable the Methus, which starts drifting back towards the colony. As this happens, L is able to capture Gotten, who successfully snuck aboard, and the crew learns there is a traitor amongst them. And Eno probably knows who it is. And finally, Judo wants to go back out and rescue Fa, but Bright makes him stay, since Fa will be picked up by the colony, and she will be able to stay with Camille. Good week! Good, 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 good first one, I'd say. It, it was kind of bittersweet. 
it is bittersweet, right? Like, first of all, when I saw the episode title, I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 uh-oh. <laughs> not yeah, good. I, uh, I, was, I was a tad bit nervous, not yeah. gonna lie, knowing how this show does things. Like, because the, the problem is, we know how this show is. If a character's gonna be killed, it's gonna be Fa, probably, just going with, you know, how they've traditionally treated her. Yep. But this is, like, I feel unequivocally a good thing. She's clearly not happy on the Argum anymore. And she's able to be with our, our, our boy, our star boy, our suit man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this one starts out. Argum is moving through space. And, you know, Fa is staring wistfully out the window thinking about Camille. And, like, it's it's sad, you know? It, it hits you good. It's a real bummer. I, I And I get it, you know? It, it's, it, it feels different from a lot of the times when a character is, like, sad that they have to fight or whatever. But, like, I feel like this one is, like, there's really, like, no read on it other than, like, she's just tired of fighting. She wants to hang with Camille and, like, take care of him because he clearly needs help. You know? She's just being a good character. She's so, like, clearly just worn out and exhausted. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, So, yeah, they they, um, they finally arrive near La Vienne-Rolles, but they can't find Rue. And, of course, Rue is in the repair bay, and we see Astonage. Or, no, sorry, we cut to the repair bay. And Astonage is worried about how to repair all the suits because they're like, they got nothing. The Argama is straight up running on fumes right now. They are like, you know, they can't really fix anything up. Um, the Methus can't really be fixed up at all. Zeta's all, you know, beaten up, torn to shit. It's not looking so great for the crew. And uh, they're, they find Rue and Judo um, in the in the cockpit of the core fighter just kind of arguing and fighting. Mm-hmm. And uh, Fa comes over and starts scolding them. Um Judo for for slacking off and not really doing anything helpful. Rue for not being ready yet. Yeah. Rue's like, Miss Fa, loosen up or no guy will ever like you. Fa says, oh, and I suppose you think you're adorable with all your screw-ups? She goes, a cool gal who screws up occasionally is adorable. And I was just like, I love you, Rue. Rue's great. She's just a little little sassy, isn't she? She's so sassy. Important to note the conversation that Rue and Judo are having right now. Because Judo's like, why are you taking you so long to get going? And she's like, going to the bathroom is hard with a normal suit on. And he's just like, you should just piss yourself. Hey, Judo. <laughs> he does say that. Hey, Judo. Don't. <laughs> I don't care how, I don't care if you're wearing Mjolnir armor and it can, you know, honk you off for you. You don't, it's not, I don't care if you're a battle-hardened soldier. Don't piss yourself in your normal suit, Judo. Don't if you if you can avoid it, don't. I mean, like, yeah, that is a feature of them, but like, if you can avoid it, why not? Yeah, it's it's uh, whatever. Bruce decides to go. She's you know she's going out to get the new mobile suit, and bright as she leaves, bright's like, don't get lost again. And then of course we get the it's always sunny title card. Ruby Luca gets lost in the asteroid field. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as she's launching, she just uh, she tells bright. Hey, why don't you worry about what's going on inside the ship instead? And yeah, then, because <laughs> God knows that there's a billion fires to put out inside the Argama too. Um, and yeah, as this is happening, Torres like picks up a weird transmission that the Argama is putting out. And of course, we cut to who are quickly becoming my least favorite characters, Beecha and Mondo, again contacting Axis, telling them about the new model incoming. There's a point, Jake, where it comes, it it it, it leaves the realm of all oh, these stinkers. To these people are actively and knowingly endangering the lives of every single person aboard this ship. Yeah, they uh, they stopped being stinkers and now they're just real shitheads, and they're they're bad people. 
I don't, I don't like these kids right now. They're, they're, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll get better. I, maybe, maybe all we need to do is just dunk them into soup. That seems to fix everyone's problems and nothing bad ever comes out of that. Historically, as we all know. If it were an anime, I'd say they need to learn the power of friendship, but it's not an anime. It's so. not an oh, Jake, I'm so I'm so glad you reminded me. That's folks, it's not anime. I don't know what to tell you. It's not anime. And of course, Eno catches them doing this, and they tie him up and gag him so he doesn't tell anyone else, which is, you know, always a good sign that you're doing something right. <laughs> that when you have <laughs> yeah, to exactly. bind and gag someone who's gonna tell people of your plan. And and I will say though. Uh, Beaches is a line to Eno here. He says, the political game the adults play has nothing to do with us. That I like because, yes, these are kids who are, you know, embroiled in this conflict. They barely understand even. It's almost like indentured servitude. They're like, yeah, you can work aboard the Argama. We'll feed you and, and clothe you. But, like, I, I know it's presented them as if it were a choice. But, like, you know, part of me is, like, they probably know that these kids would love to leave the colony, you know? And... It's like, yes, I do agree. It, I, I sympathize in the fact that, like, you know, they don't want to be doing this war, but I feel like they kind of should think more about, you know, the team that they're on right now and, like, knowing what they're doing is actively dangerous and is going to get someone killed sooner rather than later, you know? Absolutely. Who knows? I'm still holding out hope that they'll get better, but you know, not expecting it for a while. Yeah, they, um,. I think they're going to have to actually get into some danger and see the consequences of their action before they realize before they realize like what the heck is going on and how badly they're screwing up. Yeah, and I don't think they'll learn it any any bit sooner than that. Yeah, oh, until yeah, something terrible happens. Yep, <laughs> you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Um, yeah. So we cut over to the Endra, and Mashburn's here. He's talking to a new character, and can I tell you? Shara Soon is my McFucking wife. <laughs> I I don't know if I like her as much as you do. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I've I latch onto so it's if it's a mobile suit, I latch onto something big, clunky, ugly, and impractical with a billion guns. If it's a human being, I latch onto the worst scumbags imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel that. I feel that. Um and she definitely she definitely fits that descriptor. She so Shara Soon, as we soon learn, ah, her name is called, is she is a, a, a an Axis officer. Uh, let me just, I'm going to, God, I'm scared because I'm clicking on the Gundam wiki to check how old Shara Soon is. And Ooh. she Ooh. is, oh my God, she's 23. Huh. That's like Surprising. almost reasonable. Yeah. That's almost reasonable. But she is wearing, from the bottom up, Jake, these insane, not even like, I'd say, like, two-inch heels with, like, this really weird tongue sticking up the top of it. Purple yeah. leg warmers, because, again, it's the 80s. Uh, purple capri tights that start at, like, you know, middle of her calves going up into a, like, pink and purple romper. Zipper down the middle, of course. Gotta show off those badonka honkaroos. With oh, yeah. The, with the signature Axis Xeon gold-embroidered, like, poked-up, you know, 90s business suit shoulder pads. Purple gloves that go up to the middle of the uh, bicep. Uh, you know, really cool 80s makeup. She has, like, really, like, you know, purple red lipstick. She has really cool, like, green eyeshadow. And her hair. Her on hair. Her, the right side of her hair is blonde. The left side of her hair is this bright red color. This is the this is the character design. This is, this is the fucking character design. The only one that matters anymore. A+. Plus. A, this is an S tier design. Like, 
I know we're not ranking the characters in how they look, but Shara Soon, she'd be at the top because I love this look so much. She is the most very strong. This is what happens if you put Cindy Lauper in a Gundam. And and not only is her hair like, you know, half colors, we we didn't mention how like it's fucking big. Like she looks like she belongs in a hair metal band. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. She's like she looked like she could be the lead singer of Rat. It rules. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It rules. And she's like, you know, she's painting her nails. She's being all flirty. She got her bazonkers out. And like, but you get the feeling that she does not like Mashmer at all. She's just like, you know, be playing up capital G girl at basically everyone around her. Because, again, she is the most horny character alive. Oh, my we'll God. We'll see this yeah. later on. But like, she and she's here. I guess she was sent by Haman because she's talking as if she's in charge of Mashmer. She's saying, you know, you got to if, if you don't make Shangri-La into an Axis stronghold, you're going to get demoted. And so it, it feels like she was almost sent there to keep him in line, which I kind of like as a fun, a fun dynamic they have. It was never really clear why or when she arrived. It just she's kind of just here now. That, that's the thing, too, because the entry <laughs> never resupplied anywhere. I think, you know what? She would probably just like smoked way too much weed and was like passed out for like the two weeks. The Ender was aboard the colony <laughs> and just now woke up and is like, oh, fuck, I got a job to do. And as, as you know, Mashmer is pontificating and talking about how he's going to beat the Zeta and the Arkema, she's, like, recording the whole thing. She has one of those, like, you know, you know uh, news reporter-ass, like, pocket recorders. And, of course, you know, this is, like, the blackmail. She's like, I'm going to send this to Mon Karn, so you have to defeat it now. God. And, God, uh, I love her. <laughs> she's, um, she says, like, do you think Lady Mon will keep handing out roses to people who don't carry out her will? I was like, ooh, yeah, right that's how you, that's how you. That's how you get him, though. And then uh, Gotten interrupts and says that they received another signal, but this time it's got a message. Mm. Mashi, Mash, Mashmer says that he'll launch in the Hamahama and tells Gotten to prepare Lysen for the contact. Yes. And uh, Gotten's like, I can do it. I'll do it for you. And Mashmer is so touched by that that he starts I crying. know. I love it. I love how much Mashmer loves his, his subordinates. Me too. Ma- Mashmer is sweet. like... Mashmere is like when you're at that state of like mental health where literally everything makes you want to cry. Poor guy is like just forever on the edge. <laughs> I love him. Oh, um, now I just want to give him a hug. I know. So we cut over. Judo and Fa are arguing in the hangar now. You know, Fa's mad at everyone for goofing off. And she orders, and like Lena and Elle walk in this scene, right? And she like orders Lena and Elle to do the laundry. And I think and like at this point, Elle starts to have a weird hunch about what's going on with the radio signal. And like, you know, Beach and Mondo are gone. But Fa's not listening to a word they're saying. She just, like, tells him to do laundry right away. And, like, you know, like, Elle's trying to tell her this. But as this, like, you know, we, we, we see Elle and Lena doing laundry. I guess she's Lena. Elle and Lena doing the laundry. And then she, like, just runs off. And Lena's like, well, I like doing laundry. So this is fine. And I'm like, yeah, you get it, girl. I like doing laundry, too. It's relaxing. I don't think I'd like to do it if I had to do it by hand. Uh, That's fair. It's, I, I think for me, I just like cleaning things. Like, I love doing dishes because it's like I like seeing things get cleaned. That's fair. I I don't because I'm lazy, but I 100% get it. And yeah. And <laughs> I can appreciate that. I just clean because I have to. That's fair. <laughs> um. So, yeah, she, she runs off. And she, she sees Beach and Mondo in the hall. And, like, she demands that they tell her what the fuck is going on or they're not going to be able to get to eat. But, of course, they're saved by the bell because the alarm hits and they, like, hide anyway. They hide in the kitchen eating, like, a bread or something as Elle's, like, sneaking around trying to find them. Because all hands on deck because they've detected Mashmer flying out with his squadron. Wee-woo-wee-woo. Wee-woo-wee-woo. And, um, you know, Mashmer's in the Hamama. We see a couple of Gazas. There's, like, some C's and D's in there. 
and we see Mashmer's holding something. He's holding a big rock. He's holding a big old. He's holding a big old rock and a dunk that like a basketball. And um, we find out that Gotten is hiding inside of the dummy asteroid, so he can pilot it to the ship with uh, without being detected. I want to know how this happened. I want to know how Gotten got inside the dummy because presumably, you know, it blows up somehow and it gets tied up. Did they have to put Gotten in the machine <laughs> and like put the dummy <laughs> material around him? And then he gets put inside because it has propulsion and everything. It's like, think of it, it's almost in like a little like, uh, you know, like like one of those like little like bare bones helicopter gyro rotor things. But oh, like he's yeah. inside it and he doesn't, very uncomfortable with it. He does not like being inside it. It's very dangerous. I'm very worried for Gotten's health in this scene, but he's fine. And he, it's just very funny that like, yeah, I'm going to pretend to be a rock and sneak onto a ship. <laughs> like, he has, he has oh. what's probably my favorite line of the episodes. Yeah. While he's in there. He said, damn it. Covering for a dumbass superior can be hazardous to your health. Yes, I wrote that down too. It is so good. He, <laughs> oh, he looks directly in the camera when he says it. In my heart, at least. And we get back on the Agama. Beach and Mondo are getting in normal suits. And they're like, they open a door out into space for their collaborator to sneak aboard. And we cut over. Elle is talking about Judo now. And she's trying to tell him that, you know, shit's going down. But he's like... Or, or Fa rolls up and she's like, get changed, get in a normal suit, get on a turret, start shooting these guys. And L fires back with yet another incredible line. Lay off, Granny, shoot him up. <laughs> granny, shoot him up. It's so good. Oh, and then, you know, it's one of those mobile ads that say we are fucking under attack because it's just a big old battle now. Fight time. Fight time. Judo's in Zeta. L is trying to tell him yet again. And as he leaves, he grabs the beam rifle that, uh-oh, was never put on the charging rack. Oopsie doopsie. It's like when you go to sleep and you forget to charge your phone and you wake up and you wake up a lot later than you wanted to because your phone is off and nothing's there to turn, you know, your alarm has not been plugged in and runs out of battery. Oh, man. Really stressful. I don't like it. That is my anxiety to a T right there. God, I know, right? All right. So what happens <laughs> in this battle, Jake? Um, so he flies out and he sees one of the gauzes and he's like, all right, murder time. And he aims and pulls the trigger and nothing happens. Mm-mm, you hate to see it. Very, very sad. And uh, Fa realizes, or Fa uh, decides that she's going to fly out in the Methus to bring Judo an energy plug to um, fix the gun, basically. And everyone is like, yo, you're nuts. It's still messed up. It's still broken. You can't fly in that thing. It, it's still only a top half. Yeah. And uh, Bright is like, no, go ahead and let her. I have faith in her. It's like, I, Bright, Bright, Bright Noah, I swear to God. You need to stop having faith in people. It's like, it feels like he's like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm I'm doing what you want. I'm finally having faith in Fa. I'm having faith in Fa, who's rushing headlong into a very stupid, very, very dangerous situation. But whatever. <laughs> Who give a shit? Um, at this point, though, we do see our friend Gotten has drifted up to the Argama and lands in it. He is finally there, and, like, L sees him sneaking around. So L is like, as Judo and Fa are in the battlefield, L is following Gotten around the ship, sneaking around. It's like doing a little Metal Gear Solid sneaking mission. Love to see it. <laughs> um, and and this fighting... So, by the way, I noticed this episode's animation seems really, really off. Like, did you notice that? That, like, the character models look a lot not right? Um, I did a few times when they were talking. Like, they earlier had some kind on, of weird faces. Yeah, earlier on. It, I don't know. I, I guess it's a sort of a Yu-Gi-Oh situation where you have different teams of animators cycling through the episodes. So sometimes you're going to get stuff a little bit more off model. Didn't fully take me out of it. Um, 
Yeah, it was never enough that it bothered me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the animation in this part is so sick because Judo picks up a Gaza, crushes its head in its hands, and just chucks it into an asteroid, blowing it up. This like, thing was very well cool, robot. It, Jake, it's just simply cool. I like to see him do <laughs> it. Was it was awesome. <laughs> it rules. Well, see, it's, it's fine to say this because we're not in ideology part of Double Zeta yet, so it's still good to point and laugh and clap like a train seal when Zeta does a cool kill. Hell yeah. <laughs> we're allowed to. Um, and yeah, Fa makes it to the Zeta. Mashmir shows up now in his Hamahama, and yeah, let's see. It, we, we, this scene cuts back and forth a lot, right? Because, like, you know, Fa's here, and she's, like, recharging the beam rifle, and, like, we were cutting back and forth to, like, more gotten sneaking around the ship. And, um... And, like, Elle doesn't want to tell anyone. She, like, thinks to herself that she's going to surprise Fa with a job well done when she captures a guy that no one knew about was on the ship. Yeah. She's like, you know, maybe you should tell people, but who could possibly say? Yeah, why, why, would, you, why would you want to do that? That sounds silly. Yeah, stupid. Uh, but, yeah, they're recharging, and Mashmer's on the hunt. And, like, while Fa's sort of, like, you know, stuck in place recharging the rifle, Judo is like, all right, why well, I have to act as bait? He dies out from the asteroid, and Mashmer goes to attack him, and we see the Hamahama's trick here. He's got the extendo claw. He got them slinky arms. Oh, that's even better. It is, it is like, it's, so, I've looked it up on DaWiki, and apparently it is sort of a prototype Psychomu, where it's like, you know, Theoretically, you can have the Hamahama, you know, use your brainwaves to control the extendo arms better. Like, I don't know if they fully shoot off, but I really like that. I like weapons on wires like this, you know? It's really, a really, really cool thing that I dig. It gave me uh, strong Zeong vibes. A little bit. God, I want my I want my real great Zeong so bad. I can't wait for that to arrive. Oh, ah! you're getting a real great Zeong? You know I'm getting that real great Zeong. Oh, I had it pre-ordered like six months ago, and it's finally time. It'll oh. arrive like January-ish. Oh, man. You know, you've probably told me this before, but my brain is a sieve, and now I'm just all excited for you all over again. Oh, I have. That's going an, to be amazing. Like I said, an absolutely irresponsible amount of gunpla with me. It is. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's fine. So the rifle gets recharged, and like now Fa's the one who has to dive to protect Judo, because like, you know, Mashmer has a beam saber on the Hamahama. She's going he gonna strike. And it like strip disables the method. It doesn't blow it up, but it like, you know, smacks it in the back with a beam saber and it can't really move. And now Judo's able, like, he, you know, Mashmer doesn't realize that Fa was there to recharge the beam saber because Judo shoots the Hamahama and it, you know, hits and connects, and Mashmer's like, oh, it was, the rifle was charged the whole time, huh? And and like, you know, Fa's like sort of like disabled drifting away. But, you know, Judo can't really spare thought for her right now because he has to fly back and protect the Argama, fight some Gazas, because, you know, again, we are fucking under attack. Yeah. And and to his credit, she does even say, like, like, hey, worry about worry about it first. I'll be here. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, I, hey, I ain't gonna go anywhere. My ship don't work. Uh, and now a unit is inbound from La Vie en Rose. And, um, soup? A little bit? A little bit. A little bit of soup? Just a, just a thimbleful. Just a little... Just- just a taste. Just, just, just a little smackerel. It's like when you're seasoning something and you take this and you, you slurp it from the wooden spoon just to taste the Ooh, flavor. Yeah. Just like, oh, because oh. Judo feels it from far away as if he were a new type of boy. Oh. And of course, it's our friend Ruluka in her upgraded core fighter. It looks kind of cool. I dig it. I, I just yeah. I love the tri- the tricolor always looks good, right? It's never oh, going to look bad on something. And... And then Bright gets the message that the Methus is drifting away towards Shangri-La, and Bright's like, good, 
he, he <laughs> understands immediately like what the situation is going to be, which is like, all right, to his credit, fine. This is the one good thing you've done in this episode, right? Yeah, I was still kind of bummed that he was because he, he didn't outright say like, no, she'll she'll want to go there. He's just like, let it drift. And I was like, but like the way he said yeah. it was kind of like like he didn't care. Like he was just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, whatever. She can go. I like to think that Bright and Fa have talked about this, that Bright knows that Fa is unhappy on the Argama and wants to go back and just like stay with Camille. So I'm going to assume, unless proven otherwise, that Bright knows that Fa knows that Bright's going to just let her drift away. That makes sense. You know, it's like, you know, just let me have this small happiness. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so let's see what happens next. Yeah, Mashmer gets disabled. Um, but he, as he can't really move in the Hamaham anymore because Judo blasted him, um, he gets a message that Gotten has infiltrated the Art Gamma, so he's he can hang out. He's cool now. And and then we see a very funny scene with Gotten. Before we cut to the funny scene, he, oh, yeah. he says, uh, he says, I have no doubt he'll take the Argama from the inside. It's always on a title card, Gotten failed to take the Argama from the inside. <laughs> and then immediately after that, we see um, all the kids gang up on... Well, I guess first we see uh, Gotten sneaks into the room where the signal's coming from. Mm-hmm. And he sees Eno all tied up. And he takes... Eno's gag off and he's like alright you're my conspirator I'm here to set you free and help you out and then Eno just immediately starts ah help 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 help, help, help. <laughs> and uh then <clears throat> L and the uh kids hop in the room and they have like a big blanket and they just throw it over him and like Eno tackles him to trip him and they just like take I'll take him down together and just kind of dogpile him to overpower him yeah and and L weaponizes Haro because she like bo- like like as if she was using a bowling ball. Chucks Haro at 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 Gotten, and Haro like bites his fingers like Joe Biden biting his wife's fingers. It oh rules. yeah, he sure does. I forgot about like Joe. <laughs> he just bit his wife's finger. <laughs> this man is president. I hate this. It sucks. Oh, just taking a little you know a little little taste. Yummy. <laughs> Stupid, stupid show, stupid, stupid world. The battle's over now. <laughs> Judah wants to go back out, protect the Methus, and Bright doesn't let him. He knows that Connie's going to pick Fa up. She's going to stay with Camille. She's happier this way. All's well that ends well. And at the bridge, Gotten has been captured, but he's like, oh, well, someone on board is collaborating with me. And L sort of has the intuition that Eno knows who it is because Eno's being weirdly quiet about it all. And, like, he's not spilling it. I would narc. Like, again... Maybe I'm showing my ass right here, but, like, if my friends were, like, knowingly and repeatedly endangering the lives of several hundred people like that, I might maybe try and, like, get their ass on it. Who could say? Um, And as this episode ends, we see Fa drifting away. And, oh, this one got me good, Jake, because it plays the uh, sort of remix version of the second Zeta OP that we heard at the end of Zeta as Fa drifts back towards Camille. And it's, like, a little reminder that, hey, this is double Zeta, but that was single Zeta. And she has a nice little, like, goodbye message to the Argama. And I'm just like, sayonara, Fa. Sayonara, Fa. I hope that you're happy. I mean, I know she'll be happy, but I hope she stays happy, you know? She deserves it. After she, all of this she shit. She deserves it. Oh, my it. God. I'm going to say it for maybe... I I hope this is the last time I have to say it, because I hope she doesn't come back and the show does more bullshit with her. But, like, hashtag justice for Fa. Hashtag justice for Fa. Maybe, may she have gotten her justice for real this time. Fingers crossed. Fingers fast. You want to talk about the next episode? Sure. All right, hit it. Episode 11. 
activate Double Zeta. Hey, that's the name of the show. Hey! <laughs> Aboard the Indra, <laughs> Mashmore has a new shield installed on the Hamahama and learns that Charasun is a pilot of her very own mobile suit, even though she doesn't like to pilot it. He once again vows to take down the Zeta, and we cut to the Arkama, where Eno still refuses to sell out Beach and Mondo. The orphans are moping in Fa's room since they miss her and decide to escape to the colony to see her. Gotten, now in a holding cell, hears this and convinces the kids to let him escape with them. Once he's freed, he escapes, takes Eno hostage, and getting into a core fighter with him. Beecha and Mondo take over the control room and open the bay doors for him, prompting Judo and Rue to fly out after them. He crashes on an asteroid but is rescued by Mashmer, who is followed by Charasun, who is unable to handle being inside a mobile suit, getting a headache and being nearly unable to control it. They attack Judo and Bright Radio's La Vie en Rose for help. We learn Eno drifted over there and he gets in a core fighter carrying the final parts for Gundam Double Zeta. Back at the battle, the Zeta is fully disabled by Mashmer and Char as he blasts the head off. Judo escapes in a core fighter and Eno and Rue meet up with him, allowing him to dock with their parts, forming Double Zeta and defeating Mashmer. Let's go. Woo! Let's go. Oh, yes. Oh, God. I, oh, I, look, every single, on paper... Not, not, not to, you know, get there too early, because it happened near the end of the episode. On paper, I look at Gundam, I look at Zeta Gun, I look at Double Zeta. And I'm like, it's, you know, you can't go wrong with the original design, and Zeta is cool, and Double Zeta is also, like, you know, pretty cool. But every single time I see it and think about it, all of them, I'm just like, oh my god, these robots are so sick. They are amazingly designed, and the Double Zeta just looks so cool. Oh my god, like, and and I, I've, like, I fully realized at this point, my favorite kinds of mobile suits are the big, clunky, stupid ones, and, like, Double Zeta is, I feel, like, the prototypical, you know, big, useless, piece-of-shit mobile suit, but, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> because this episode starts out, we're on the Andrews docking bay, Mashmer is admiring the new weapon for the Hamahama, which is just a big old shield, I guess. It's a shield with guns on it. Yeah. I will say, though, it, I like it because the shield is mostly red. It's red with, like, the green and dark green accents around the rim of it. So, it like, it it, it, it has the exact same color scheme as the, the Hamahama, but, like, reverse. So, it's, like, a neat little, like, accent accessory to it. You know? You got to accessorize with your mobile suits. You got to, you got to, you know, you got to wear the right things together so Sable will give you a recipe ticket. It's just Animal Crossing, really. <laughs> and it looks amazing. It's cool! I, like, I just... I really like when mobile suits get new weapons, especially if it's a weapon that, like, matches them and designed for them like that. And I liked it. It's a shield that's also a weapon, you know? Like Hades. Ah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're installing the shield, and Shara uh, is, is still hanging around and recording everything that he says and does. She's a podcaster. <laughs> so uh, he gets annoyed and leaves her, and he... As he's floating through the air, kind of mumbling to himself, he bumps into this big red mobile suit. <laughs> this is so okay. First, first of all, first, first of all, credit credit to Sarah McCostumes, friend of the me and host of Pod of Greed, for saying that Shara Soon's a podcaster because she absolutely is, and Sarah's absolutely right. World's first podcaster. We love to see it. <laughs> um, and and you know, Shara's kind of bossing him around, and like as he's floating away, he's like, just because she is king size mounds. Uh, wait, oh, I'm sorry, we got to do. I got to. I got to find my thing. I got to do Mashmer voice. Just because she has king size mounds. Oh, uh, I I mean, she acts like she's king of the mountain. It is is like you know, she got she's in charge because she got a homunculus. We love it. Um, and yeah, he he floats and he bumps into a mobile suit being constructed. We don't learn the name of it in this episode. We learn it in the last one, but I'm gonna say it now. This is the Arjarja. Arjarja. The Arjarja Binks. 
Hey. Uh, this thing, once again, I love it. Oh my god, red and gold is such a sick color combo. You can't go wrong. And, uh, you know, it's it's a red and gold mobile suit. Her name's Chara. It's like... Yeah, it's... it's, 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 it's come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, come on. It, it's just it's just a little bit... It's a little bit on the nose. but um, A little bit. This thing, um, I, I might as well tell you what it looks like now, right? Mainly red. It has some dark maroon accents on the sort of mohawk and the feet and, and like, bits of the legs and arms. Uh... The sort of, like, metal underneath it is, like, this nice dark purple color almost, which I really, really like. Um, you have these, like, lighter yellowish-orange accents on the chest and the side skirts and the... Or, I'm sorry, the chest and the front skirts. And the side skirt, you can see, holds a blade. So it's, like, actually a beam saber that's sheathed, which is really, really sick. It has two big old pauldrons that are rounded but have these, like, little divots that... I, I guess they're verniers, what it looks like, because verniers are usually, like, you know, color-coded orange. Big old spikes on it. Cool um, cool wing binders on the backs of each of the pauldrons. This thing... Oh, and uh, of course, of course, of course, a green mono-eye. I love this thing. This thing is so sick. It is very good. And I've got uh, I've got a little bit of one part trivia, one part just, like, speculation. Oh, okay. Hit me. Um, so, before... Char's counterattack got like approved. Uh-huh. Um they were planning to have him in double zeta. Right. Okay. All right. Um and so I'm like I wonder if this was the suit that they designed for him cuz it really follows all of his uh design like designs from the other shows except for the Hyakushiki cuz that one's just its own perfect golden boy. Um but I was like this would really fit in with all of his stuff and he was originally yeah. planned to be here. I wonder if they designed this and they're like, "Well, Let's give it to let's give it to somebody else. Let's uh, char add an A at the end of the name. Oh, bam! New character. Yeah, bam! New character. I you know Shara soon is really meant to uh, she's she really meant to illustrate the synthesis of Shara Asimov and Quadra Seeing has half she's half red, half gold. Um, it, it's you know it's really really obvious. Follow the clues, everyone. We know what we're talking about here. We're experts. <laughs> God, it's cool. I love it. Shara's cool. Our Shara's is cool. Wow, cool robot. <laughs> wow, cool robot. Um, so yeah, but and she says she tries to avoid piloting it if she can. She like doesn't seem to like mobile suits, but she's I guess she gets her own special one. So what's her deal? I don't know. She gets too excited and worn out when she's piloting it, and she just doesn't enjoy it. Which is terms for she's horny inside mobile suit. We'll see this in the next episode, but yeah, damn. even a little bit in this one. Well, yeah, she's kind of g- going off all the time. I like it. It's cool. She's fun. I like her. And um, <laughs> she's like, women are complicated, Mashmer. And Mashmer's like, you're complicated. It's just, you know, just, uh, yeah, I don't want any, I don't want any of this gender essentialism here. We already had Rekko and she's dead now. And now all of that discourse should stay with her. Maybe that's all we get. Uh, I'm already getting mad again. <laughs> I like that Mashmer was trying to shut it down. He's like, no, no, it's just you. It's just you that's it's, complicated. It's, it's just you, you're Shara. Weird. Come on. You're weird, you freak. And of course, he grabs the recorder from her hand and says, he'll defeat Zeta for sure. And she's like, mm, the mic is off, honey. Get his ass. <laughs> Get his ass. Uh, and then we cut back over to the Argama. And Judo is like chewing out Eno because he's pretty sure that Eno, uh, Eno knows who it is. He knows that. And he's pretty sure that it's Bicha and Mondo. And he was like, why won't you just tell us? Why won't you just confirm it? Yeah, and like Judo chimes in saying, "Are you okay that they can kill us on a whim?" 
Yeah, yeah, he's like, don't don't you care that that we could all die because you won't say anything? And yeah, he was like, God. yeah, but but you don't betray your friends. Yeah, I it's just like, I think you do when they're trying to betray you. Yeah, when you're trying to save lives, they they I broke mean, the rule ah. first. Yeah, whatever. So we're we're cutting over. We see Haro asking where Fa is. I think they're in um they're in Fa's room now, right? The orphans yeah. are. We see Shinta and Kum sitting on Fa's bed in the dark. Haro's asking where she is. Shinta's like, she's gone. She's back at the colony. And L comes in and she says, "What's up, shrimps?" Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I like that. That's cute. Um. She's, like, admiring a mirror on Fa's nightstand. She wants to take it. And the orphan's like, you know, don't let her because, you know, that's Fa. She's going to come back any day now. You can't be taking her stuff while she's gone. And it's like, it's sad, right? The kids lost one of their, like, the, the kids lost their best friend on the ship. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, ha- like, half mad at everybody else that she's gone and just, like, sad about it and don't mm-hmm. know how to show it. And it's just really heartbreaking. It is. Um, at this point, Rue steps in. And she's like, she tells Elle to stop acting like a kid. She tells the orphans not to be so mopey. And they all leave. And Rue, like, she's like, oh, this Fa must have been a nice person. And she, like, picks up the mirror and, like, like sticks her tongue out at the mirror. It's like, eh. It's just, like, it's a cute little scene. Like, Rue is, like, you know, being the adult in the room mediating for them. And then as soon as they can't see her, she's also being a little kid. I love it. Yeah, it's just, it's a I, it's a cute touch. I like Rue a lot. She's pretty great. I, oh, God, I, I, Rue's cool. I like her a lot. She's one of my more, one of my more favorite characters in this. But um, the, the orphans are walking through the hallways now, and they're, like, loudly planning to escape. And, of course, they do this right next to Gotten's cell. So he overhears them and offers to pilot them out. Yeah, he says, hey, look, you guys need a pilot. I didn't ever want to be your enemy. The, you know, my my Captain Mashmer, he's a real jerk, and he made me be your enemy. But I didn't ever really want to. And, you know, it sounds like going to Shangri-La to just live a nice, quiet life would be fun. He says that he talks about Mashmer. He says his name is Mashmer Shello, and he's a hopeless, awful man. And we cut over to Mashmer like sneezing on a soldier as he walks by the hallway. <laughs> his name's Mashmer Mello Shello, and he's the guy who sucks. And it, it's like that, you know, like old uh, Japanese like superstition that you'll if like if you sneeze, it's because somebody was talking about you. Oh, is that what that was? I think so. That's... Oh my god, I never got that. And then so yeah, he walks past and like sneezes on a guy. Oh, I thought that was like an illustration of how much he sucks that he would sneeze on someone. But that's like a... Oh, I love that. It's like a layers to it. Oh, I love Mashmer. He sucks. It can be both. It can be both. Both can be true. Yeah. And of course, the kids agree to break him out. And like Haro floats up to the door slot and scares him. And he's like, ah! Just a cute little, you know, sight gag. And he's heading to the deck with the kids. And like, you know, Rue, of course, floats by and sees him. And he bolts... And, like, as he's running away from them, he sees Eno, and he, like, bumps into Eno, and, like, all the kitchen stuff flies everywhere. So, of course, a kitchen knife floats around, and Gotten grabs a knife and takes Eno hostage. Uh-oh, sisters. <laughs> um, he says, you know, he tells them, stay back or I'll, I'll kill him. And uh, he's going to make his way to the mobile suit bay to uh, take a core fighter. And he, he, he specifically says, don't follow me. Yeah. And then everybody follows him. <laughs> Every, everyone follows him. It's like this whole scene because everyone is like on the balconies, on the ground, watching him get in his core fighter. And he has his demands, right? Like, you know, he needs, like, and like you know, he, he's asking all these things. Judo wants to get in the Zeta, but like, you know, he can't yet. They all have to sort of stand back and watch. And he gets, he, he wants normal suits and Lena gives him a normal suit. Aru gives him normal suits and he wants food and he's like, you know, this better not be chicken. I hate chicken. And Lena's like, it's a white fish burger, whatever, dog. And she opens up the lunchbox, and it's a live chicken. <laughs> She's like, it's your favorite chicken! 
it's and and we we had seen the chicken flying around terrorizing people on the Agama earlier in this episode. So it's 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 a uh, it's Chekhov's chicken. Check. And 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 of course this completely backfires because they all freak out and in the struggle uh uh Gotten and Eno fall back in the cockpit and they like knock the cockpit closed. So now they're stuck in there essentially and Gotten's like, you know, he has the knife on the chicken and the knife at Eno and he gets on the PA. He's asking his collaborators to open the hatch and of course Judo notices that Bicha and Mondo are nowhere to be found. Yeah, and um so they're like they're like, "Oh shit, we have we actually have to go do this." Um and so they like they sneak into where the controls for the uh, for the hatch would be. They knock the guy that's at the um that's at the console out and they open the hatch for him. Yeah, and and of course everyone's surprised that that happens, so Judo launches and Rue launches and they off the chase after him. And uh as they're as they're flying, Eno says like, Hey, you got your normal suit on, but uh with my hands tied up, I can't put mine on. And uh Gotten's like, Well fine, I'll put it on for you. And so they're struggling, they're uh he's like fighting him to get it on, and after he finally gets it on, he kinda sits up and like, Yeah, okay, I got that on. And uh Bam! They smash right into an asteroid. And Glad they didn't die. <laughs> they both get ejected from the uh, from the core fighter. Mm-hmm. And so conveniently, Mashmer is right there as Gotten flies out. <laughs> yeah, what the and, hell? And Gotten is like crying. He's groveling. He's so happy that Mashmer personally came to rescue him. And Mashmer's like, mm, "This is unbecoming of Gotten." <laughs> Thinks it's gross that he's being all snivelly. And uh, so then he like. Asks them what direction the Argum is in, and he points them in the right direction, and they just kind of take off. Mm-hmm. And we see Judo, he ends up, he, he he gets to the empty core fighter. He can't find Eno, though. And then, you know, Mashmer's here with his Gazas. They're fighting. And as we're, like, flying towards the Argama, we see Shara in her suit now. She's freaking out, though. She's, like, swinging the beam all over the place. She hates piloting. Her head hurts. She says she's dying. She's like, I'm dying, I'm dying. And Mashmer's like, then please do so. <laughs> Yeah, he does not care for her, and it's kind of hilarious. I will say, I will say, something that I'm, I'm, I'm galaxy brain hashtag thonking about. Shara soon is look. All I'll say, Jake, the last time we saw someone freaking out, getting headaches when they were inside a mobile suit, they were a cyber new type, and oh. they had pretty sick hair. And Shara soon has pretty oh. sick hair and gets headaches and freaks out when she's inside a mobile suit. Oh no. I'm 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 suspecting something might be up with her. Oh. Who could possibly say? I don't know, but based on the information at hand, I am hashtag #thinking about it. That's that's a good conclusion to draw. I didn't even think about that. I mean, you look at a character design like that, something's up with them, right? No oh, one absolutely. no one has two hair colors unless they're important. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So yeah, and and then we see Bright radioing for reinforcements at La Vie Rose, and our boy Eno's there. Yeah, I guess they they somehow found him in the time that it took Judo to find the ship, and uh, they brought him into their hospital. Yeah, they they got him they got him better, um, and like he's being taken around, and he sees the core top that is carrying the final part of the Gundam Double Zeta. They finally said it. They finally said it. Oh, rules. It's made by our friends at Anaheim Electronics. And they heard the Argum is under attack. Hey, kid, do you want to take it to them? They don't say that last part, but it's clearly obvious what's going to happen, right? Yep. And then back to the uh, back to the fight. Um, because of the new gun shield, Judo cannot really hurt the Hamahama. Yeah. 
Big old defense buff to that. And so they're fighting, but uh, really just nothing's getting through. Mm-hmm. He's getting overwhelmed. You're getting overwhelmed uh, at the Argama Beach in Mondo. They're trying to get into another core to escape to the Endra. I'm like, I'm just, I hope these guys fucking hit an asteroid, man. These guys have had enough of these dudes. Uh, and they take off. But, of course, Shara is right there. And in her rage, she grabs it and starts just, like, you know, manhandling it and tossing it around. And Judo rolls up to fight her. But, like, when she actually, you know, uh, back to the wall, she's a good fighter. Yeah, she, um, so she drops, she drops them and cuts his, cuts Judo's shield just, like, right in half. Yeah. And so now he's fighting both of their mobile suits at once. And is losing. Yo, yeah, he is getting getting his ass kicked. Um, Mashmer uses the shield beam to straight up melt the Zeta's head off. In a in a very DBZ moment, um, yeah! it, it, it reminded me specifically of uh, Goku holding Raditz so that Raditz could, or so that Piccolo could uh, special beam cannon. Makanko Sapo! God, yeah. yes. Yes! I'll track him all rules. Yeah, yeah, because like Shara soon is like holding the Zeta from behind as Mashmer has his be- shield beam, um, and like you know Zeta's disabled. Judo has his cameras disabled. He can't really do anything right now. But as he's floating down, he sees the core fighter and he gets in it, thinking the Mondo and Bicha. This is the core fighter that was tossed around by Chara, right? And he gets mm-hmm. in it and sees Mondo and Bicha, and he's like, "Oh, you guys are you guys came out here to save me? Thank you so much." <laughs> it's like ah, it's all coming together, <laughs> and they are just like. In the, they're in the cockpit, but they are knocked the hell out. Oh yeah, they, they they these cockpits are not designed for three people to fit inside them. I'll tell you that much. Oh, definitely not. And uh. um, they they're they're you know they're they're Char soon's giving them chase. Rue sees the core fighter now, and she's like raiding La Vie and Rose, asking where's the third part. And they say Eno's on his way. And like Char soon is like my soul is my soul. Wait, okay, what voice do I got to give Char soon? I think um hmm. Let me, uh, she's got a little, she's got a little graveliness to it. She's raspy. My yeah, soul a little is, raspiness. Yeah. My soul is soaring through space. And she's, she's half, she's half loving it, half hating it. It's, I really, I really think something's up with her. And, uh, while she's yelling about it, she kind of crashes into Mashmer. Yeah. And, uh, gets like tangled up in his suit. And he, so he yells at her to get off of him and, uh, like kind of has to shake her off. Mm-hmm. And while the two of them are sorting that out, the three core fighters meet up. Yes, 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 yes. And Rue explains um, that they are parts of the new mobile suit, which Judo doesn't really understand at first. Pull the lever, Judo! (laughs) He pulls the lever, and the three of them start lining up and shifting around and combining together. Yes! And they formed the double Zeta. Oh my god, I love the double Zeta so much. Oh, it's so cool. I oh my oh oh this 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 is big boy season. Oh man, oh it so is. What Jake? Tell us what the double Zeta looks like. Give give us a tour. All right, so the double Zeta follows the white, blue, red color scheme of the regular Gundam. And the mm-hmm. Gundam Zeta, or the Zeta Gundam. Um, but up on its head, it's got the V-fin is actually two V-fins. Double V-fin. He's got really long uh, pauldrons that like kind of stick out because they're parts of the wings of the uh, one mm-hmm. of the core fighters. He's got these two big like canisters kind of coming off its back that uh, 
I believe that is part of the gun. That that no, those are the beam sabers. Those are the beam sabers handles. They're um, gigantic. He's got his shield like attached to his left hand. Mm-hmm. I think the shields are also part of the wing of one of the cores because it's mm-hmm. like on both. It's on both arms, and like it's cool that the wings double as shields. I really dig that. And his arms, they thick. His legs, they thick. This mm. boy, he thick. Mm-mm-mm. That's a thick ass boy. Mm. I do love. I I. I think it's ugly to look at, but I love that in the middle of the double V-fin is this gigantic, like, butthole-looking thing. <laughs> I mean, it, lo- it, it looks like a it, lo- it looks like a jewel, kind of. It's like an indented jewel, but, like, it's a little hole, and we'll see what it does later. But, like, double Zeta is... It just looks like if the Zeta Gundam ditched the black and red shield part behind it and just, like, you took some mass gainer. <laughs> <laughs> he just went to the gym. And something I really like... Remember, Zeta didn't have the face fence. Double Zeta has the face fence again. So it's like, looks more oh, like yeah. a Gundam now. And this thing, and when he combines, he strikes this really sick, like, acrobatic dynamic pose where, like, his legs are splayed out. One of his arms is, like, shooting behind him. It's just like, God, this Double Zeta's cool looking. Oh, man, I love it so much. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite suits, I think. It is, it is, it is a big boy's Gundam. Hell it yeah. Rules. And the Double Zeta... And so, so, so he gets in it, right? Judo gets a big taste of the soup. Everything gets all pink and wavy and weird. So I'm thinking another another Max original prediction. We know that the Zeta had the biosensor in it, a sort of, you know, prototypical psycho frame. And if it's called the double Zeta, what's there to stop them from putting in some more new type bits inside this thing? I'm thinking I'm thinking there might be something there that that that's that's shrimply my prediction. I love it. Yeah, um, but this thing, Jake, this thing is fast as hell. He's able to, like, rocket away from the Hamahama. He easily chases, like, he easily dodges all the shots it's doing. He pulls out a beam saber, Jake. And, like, this beam saber is as thick as, like, the RX-78-2's arm, pretty much. Oh, it's so big. And, like, Mashmur tries to hide behind this, like, really big asteroid. Like, a really big one. And Mm -hmm. he just... Whoosh, right through the entire thing like it was just he made of butter. It. He like melts it apart. It is God, it's so sick. And then and then he like, you know, he shreds the asteroid with his gigantic beam shaper. He pulls out this like twin cannon on his arm. It's like it sort of looks like he's holding a magnet almost with the way, you know, it like like the two things it make like oh, the devil yeah. horns. It's like if you make like the rock devil horns with your fingers, it's kind of like that where like the cannons on the top and the bottom of the hand. And, like, he just melts the shield with a single shot of the cannon. And then my favorite part, Jake, he looks directly into the camera and says, Whoa, that was intense. I am a storm of emotion. Have you ever seen anything as powerful as the double Zeta? Please buy our products. (laughs) It's just, this guy knows what's up. Yeah, absolutely. He, um, and, and like, yeah. Everyone's like judo. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I love the double Zeta so much. And Bright is like, mm, I think it's a little complicated. <laughs> and uh, after they all tell him like how cool and great it is, he's like, Well, yeah, it's because I had me piloting it. I was like, Motherfucker, yeah, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> you, you, you. He just, uh, God, I Zeta. Zeta rules. Yeah, Zeta rules so much. Um, it's God. It was just, just huh, what an incredible introduction for a mobile suit. Oh, truly, absolutely. Truly, we are living deliciously. Mwah. Mwah. And um, so, 
let's see. That that's pretty much episode, right? Like, you know, double Zeta's here. We are ready to beat ass. Shall we hop in, Jake, to the final episode? The final episode. Episode 12 of Mobile Suit Gun of Double Zeta. <laughs> Lena vanishes. This time, Mashmer leaves the Endra because he can't stand being around Chara. And her new plan, Chara, is to ram the Andra into Lavian Rolls, allowing them to resupply and destroy the Argama. Meanwhile, Judo and the gang are searching for Lavian Rolls, but spy an intact Zaku from the war, abandoning the search to tow it back to the Argama for salvage. Lena decides to be the example and flies out with Rue to contact Lavian Rolls, since Judo will not do it. By now, the Gaza team has been sent out to capture the station, and Glemmy Toto sees Rue's core fighter and gives chase. Judo learns that Lena is on the battlefield and flies off with Ellen Bicha in tow to rescue her. Ino is also able to use the recovered Zaku to give the Zeta a temporary Zaku head so he can join the fight as well. Eventually, Judo is able to form the double Zeta and has a face-off with Chara in her Arjarja. He defeats her, nearly melting her mobile suit with the raw power of the double Zeta. But in the battle, Lena was knocked out of the core fighter and was rescued by Glemmy, thinking she was Rue. Glemmy has kidnapped a child. Judo is now out for revenge. This episode beats ass. Oh, it was so good. Holy crap. It was, God, I, we're getting, we're getting it, right? It's like, look, I don't get it, Jake. People thought Double Zeta started out so cartoony. We are firmly in regular Gundam plot now, and it's only episode 12. Yeah, like, it kind of was a little lighthearted. Um, I've heard that there's kind of something later that's a little silly, um, mm-hmm. but, like, this is some good shit. Th- this is, oh, this is the Gundam I low and love. Hell Yes. So, how does this one start out, Jake? So, um, Mashmer is preparing to leave the ship because solely because of Shara. And uh, Glimmy is hanging onto his leg, begging him not to go. Yeah. Um, Chara overhears them and is just like, oh, I'll take good care of the ship for you. Yeah, she just does not care at all. She's like, okay, bye, bitch. Mashmer, like, turns to Gotten for support. And Gotten's just like, have fun. Yeah, bye, bitch. And he- <laughs> Gotten loves it. And he's like... She's gotten to you, too. Yeah, it's just like, you know, really, the real reason that he wants to leave is because Charasun is so horny and he has to save it for Haman. <laughs> and so he just, he's out. He just he's said out. bye. Yeah, like, Glemmy is trying to stop him and Mashmer's like, no, only I should. No, no, Glemmy, my dear boy. Only I should be the one to break military code. Peace. <laughs> and, you know, everyone waves him off, all happy. Goodbye. He took the Hamahama with him. But Shara still has the Arjarja, so she can still fight and kick ass. And her new plan is to ram the Endra into La Vienne Rose. Basically, she's like, you know, we're going to do that. We're going to be able to resupply there. We're going to be able to take out the Argama. And in her excitement, she, like, shoves Gotten's head, like, into her titties. And Gotten is like, oh, uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I, I love the plan. <laughs> you're, you're, gee, Chara, soon you're awfully stacked today. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, God, I look. This is a ship full of horny people, and we have simply we have no choice but to stand. Yep. And uh, so then we cut to uh, to Judo. He's flying through this big debris cloud and just losing his shit at all these old suits. He was like, "Oh man, this could get us so much money." Yeah, he's uh, he's in it for the cash, man. And then he finds a shining gem. He finds a fully intact Zaku too. An entire Zaku from the One Year War. And look, I gotta say, I would also ditch the plan if I saw if I saw like a nineteen, you know, like like a Porsche three five six on the road or something, just like sitting there in perfect condition. You know, I'd forget like drop everything I'm doing and take that bad boy with me. Hell yeah! 
he radios bright he's like uh fuck off old man we're taking this thing and uh alan beach uh are like you know they ditch him or they they, they ditch the plan too they like go with him to like hook it up and lena's like she's like you know surfing drinks to brighton torres on the bridge and she hears all this and she's like okay asshole brother like i'm gonna be the one to be responsible for once and she grabs rue or like rather rue's like where are you going and lena's like i'm gonna go do the mission and rue's like okay i'll come with you because rue's responsible for once yeah she doesn't just she she doesn't want lena to go off on her own basically yep 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 i mean lena is i think like 13 12 years old maybe we shouldn't let her just you know go wherever she wants we should maybe have an adult with her yep and uh uh then they're they're both in her in her core base and uh-huh. rue is requesting to launch and yes i love this part bright says something that is just very very funny to me mm-hmm. he goes everyone around here just does whatever they want <sighs> let them do it and i was like my let guy them. that's yeah. your problem right there he knows he can and then torres radios through and he's like you read that rue you shouldn't make dad so angry <laughs> <laughs> he's just the dad of the ship i love it oh man and, th- and then and then bright like as if on cue for comedy he's like i miss my kids maybe i'm not that good of a father maybe you shouldn't be on a ship all waking hours of the day maybe you sh- like could quit the military or something bright i don't know who uh, fadufa who can say who could who, who can possibly say but um whatever they they leave and we cut over to the endra firing upon la vie and rose it do be it it it, it do be happening now um and God, Shara soon is getting so horny, dancing along to the rhythm of the beans. Everyone's like, this is a little bit much, I think. <laughs> she's telling them to attack more, attack harder, attack faster. And she's just, they're, they're, she's like, go, just ram into the ship. Ah! And uh, Gotten's getting scared. Glimmy <laughs> hops into the room. He's like, the Gaza team is ready to launch. He looks out the window and he's like, holy shit, what the <laughs> fuck, you guys? <laughs> He, he pulls, like, the, the cord that you pull on the bus to get it to stop. <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought that would actually make the bus, like, hit the brakes, and I was always so afraid to pull it. But he does it, and he stops the ship just in time. They like to kind of, like, bink off of the end of the La Vienne Rose, but they still, like, you know, crash into it and, like, damage some of, like, the weird little grabby arms it has. And he's like, all right. And and, and Shara's like, what did you say? Because she's, like, upside down, floating on the ceiling now. And he's like, Gaza team's ready to go. Bye. I'm leaving. And, you know, he launches. He's like, I'm out of here, you fucking idiots. You, you're you all freaks here. Goodbye. And he sees Rue's core fighter when he's out. So, of course, he chases after her. And he radios her. And he's like, Rue, Luca, is that you, my friend? I want to repay you for last time. My mama always told me to make up for my mistakes. And Rue, Luca, <laughs> qu- queen shit, says, oh, ew, do you have an Oedipus complex or something? God. I fucking died. The dialogue is impeccable. Uh, oh, my God. And so back on the Argama, they they've detected a massive energy surge around the Laviamorals. Laviamorals. Um, they have they realize it's an attack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Judo shows back up. He's like, "Wow, this thing is great. Can you believe that we found it?" And uh, Bright and them all yell at him. And uh, Lino or Eno tells him that Lino's their ship name. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's uh, Eno, not not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Eno tells him that Lena went off um, and is in, in the middle of the attack right now because Judo wasn't doing his job. Yeah, and of course, you know, he freaks out when he starts to fly away, and he's like, "It's a tug of war." Because uh, 
L and Bicha are still trying to pull the Zaku back to the Argama. And of course, you know, Judo breaks free and he's like, I gotta rescue my sister. And, you know, Bicha still doesn't want to go up, but L is like, okay, we gotta help our friend. And they, you know, fly off and the Zaku is like floating towards the Argama and everyone's freaking out, but like the... Oh, and, and also funny Bicha grab a titty when like he gets rocked away by getting pulled. It's, you know, phys- physical humor. We, 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 we love it. Yeah, yeah. My notes, <laughs> in my notes are out. Funny haha Bicha grab boob, lol. Oh, it's bedonkazonkers. Oh. Um, the Zaku almost hits the bridge, almost drifts away from the Argama, but the cord they were towing it with gets wrapped around one of the cannons and just kind of gets stuck there. And of course, the Argama is like, all right, let's go help them, but let's get that Zaku down first. Um, and then, and then, we cut over. We cut over. Ruluka is running away from Glemitoto in the Gaza D. And Lena? Lena, new type? Hello? Lena has a new type moment. Lena, new type? She senses Judo's on his way, and she's like, she's like, boom, and you see like the, you see the, you hear the noise, and you see her face get superimposed over the screen, and you're like, oh no, my poor child. Oh, I don't want her to be a new type so young. This never ends well. We know how this works. Uh, but of course, Glemmy grabs them in the Gaza because it's in his mobile armor mode, and he feels like he's in love, and of course, Rue calls him a mama's boy. Delightful. And she gets out of the cockpit. She offers herself to Glemmy so Lena can escape. And she's like, oh, you're so cute and handsome. He's like, oh, me? Uh, and, you know, he lets her in the cockpit. And she, like, shoves him away. And, like, it, in the moment as he's, like, you know, pushed away, she uses the controls to let go of the core fighter so that she can fly off. And Glemmy is getting a little, he's getting a little ticked off now. Yeah, you know, no problem because he does have his grappling hook because that's just standard issue in space. This standard issue Axis military grappling hooks in space. We love it. <laughs> um, but after he gets back to his ship... He uh he kind of curses her and he's like, I swear I will never forgive her. Yeah, I whew, that not good to make enemies like that so early on. But you know who can blame her? She's just trying to trying to chill out, trying to live her life. And Glemmy radios the Endra, telling them the deal. And Shara wants to use La Vie and Rose as a shield when the Argama makes it there to attack. And now Judo's here in the Zeta, or no, he, Judo's here in um in his core fighter, and the Gaza team you know flies in to attack him. And L is flying towards the fight as well, so Judo can dock, even though Bisha is being a coward whiner baby about it. Uh, and of course, you know, she finally makes it there, and Judo's trying to dock, trying to form the double Zeta, but the Gazas are all stopping them. And um, and then we cut over to the Argama, because the Argama's flying towards the battle, and Eno's like, all right, I'm heading out in the Zeta to help them. And Bright's like, huh? The Zeta? The robot that has no head? The fuck you talking about, boy? And, and, and as it turns out, they took the Zaku that they salvaged, they just pop that dang old Zaku head on the Zeta, called it a day. Job well done. And it uh, works perfectly. There's no there's no uh, compatibility issues whatsoever. Yeah, it, you know, it's a mono-eye camera, not a panoramic camera, so it's like, you know, it only works where you look it. Other than that, though, works perfectly fine. Once again, credit to friend of the show, Sarah McCostumes, former host of Zeta for Wild Crew Robot. So new head? And that, like, killed me dead in real life when she said <laughs> that. Absolutely episode title. Um... It's, look, it's so stupid looking. It's, it's, you know what it is? It's the world's first, kit, yeah, the world's first kit bash. We, <laughs> we simply, we simply love to see it. Um, so yeah, he's, he's, he's flying. And, you know, he's like, Bright's like, dude, that's a Zaku head. You're going to be hit by friendly fire. And he's like, well, the Ender doesn't have any Zaku, so it's fine. Yeah, nobody uses Zakus anymore, right? Yeah. It- and Bright and Taurus radio Judo saying, Judo, we're sending out a Zaku headed Zeta. Don't mistake it for an enemy. 
like the, in the exact same like cadence and time. It's just cute. It's a fun bit. And then Judo immediately mistakes it for an enemy. <laughs> yeah, he just starts shooting it. It's cute. It's funny. And he's like, what the fuck did you do to my Zeta? I know everyone's roasting Eno so hard for having the Zaku head on the Zeta. It's like, get his ass. I know he needed to do it, but get his ass. <laughs> oh, God. It's it's so good. Um, So, you know, every, everyone's roasting him. And Eno's like, all right, I'm going to use the Zeta. I'm going gra- to char- grab this dude's attention so they can form the double Zeta. Because, you know, he, like, flies up to Glemmy, who's, like, the leader of the bunch. You know him well. Eno's, Eno's tussling with him. And they do it. Double Zeta's back. My big boy's here. Oh, we love to see him. Oh, we, we truly do. And uh, as soon as it forms... Uh, wait, that note doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, he's easily taking out the Gazas. And uh, El and Beach are still, like, in the cockpit of their core fighter. Which mm-hmm. just so happens to be attached to where the gun is. And so yeah. they're like being swung all over the place and getting sick and like yelling at Judo to knock it off. It's like, you know, Beach is like, I'm going to die. And Elle's like, I'm going to puke. And, you know, the whole time Glemmy's fighting the double Zeta and he like charges the double Zeta with the beam sleeper and Judo just like brushes it aside with one of the arm wing shields. And he like, he doesn't even like shoot him. He like uses the double like beam cam to like punch him away with it. It. God, it's so sick. I love this robot. And, oh, yeah, now we cut over to Shara, don't we? Yep. Yep. She, you know, Gon's like, hey, uh, Miss Shara, this ain't good. Not good. And she's like, you know, we're going to use this space station as a hostage. But La Rose is using its arms to sort of tear apart the Endra, so they have to, like, back away. And she's like, all right, I'm going to get in my Arjarja and finish this fight. And, uh, so she, <laughs> she heads out in the Arjarja, and, uh, they she fights with the double zeta for a little bit and then they clash and uh judo gets some soup this is a big taste but important to note she does like pull her top apart because she's so horny driving this stupid robot yeah she does dance for me do you feel your soul charging through space and like this is like straight up like triggers new type new type shit in judo. He's like seeing different like space in his mind. He's like totally frozen. Everyone thinks he's like passed out or that double Zeta's not working, and he's just like totally lost in the sauce for the first time. And uh, Rue is flying around with her um, her core fighter, and she starts mm-hmm. shooting at the Archarja, uh, which annoys annoys Chara. And so Chara like go like spins around and backhands it, and. Uh, it pops open the cockpit, and Lena just goes flying, flying. out. Flying. Goodbye, Lena. And, uh, <clears throat> which snaps Judo out of it. Yeah, he's he's he snapped out, and then, you know, he, he like, b- back to the fight, because he pulls out his beam saber, or his, um, he pulls out one of, like, his arm cannons, and he just blasts it at the, at, at Shara, which, like, it, like, it gets close to one of her shoulder uh, binders, and it just totally melts it just by being near it. She's like, oh, is that a mobile suit or a monster? And then, and then, Jake, it's double Zeta's trick. So, remember that big old butthole that we were telling you about? <laughs> um, <laughs> he activates it, and some big, huge, white laser like shoots out of the forehead and uh and just nearly nearly misses um destroying char it destroys her legs i believe it it like just melts her lower half entirely and then um he tries to use the beam saber after that to like go finish her off and he realizes hey i don't have any power whatsoever anymore <laughs> uh oh 
It's just like, I love this. I love that Double Zeta has an ultimate attack that completely drains your battery, but will like just straight up like obliterate anything in its path. That is so sick to me. I like that it's like, it's burning your super meter, you know? Oh yeah, it's going to be really awesome to watch, uh, watch, you know, it take effect. Yes. Uh, So she flies off. She's like, you know, being carried away. We see Lena drifting away. Rue can't follow it because her core is disabled after Chara backhanded it. Glemmy Toto rolls up and he sees Lena drifting in space and grabs her. He's like, oh, Rue, I can finally pay you back now. And, you know, we, we do see Shara's, like, fully passed out now, probably because it got too hot in the cockpit and she got too horny. <laughs> and Ju- Judo, you know, after the battle, he's like, where's where's Lena? Where's Lena? Where's Lena? He flies out to Rue, and Rue tells him Lena was taken. And he freaks out, and he's searching for her, but he can't. Like, they're gone. There's too much Minoski particles, so, like, they can't, you know, radar for them at all. And, and we cut over to Glemmy. And Glemmy is like... Oh, f- oh shit! Oh fuck! I just kidnapped a child. Ah, oh, beans, dude. He's like, oh, you are not Miss Rue. Oh, this no. is a twelve-year-old. How old is Lean? Actually, I'm gonna look that up. She's ten. Glemmy Toto kidnapped a ten-year-old. Oh no! Problematic fave. I mean, he's not my fave. I don't know if he's anyone's fave as of yet. But don't do it. Bad. And upon learning this, that. You know, she's been taken. Judo fires into the air. He does the last shooting pose. And, you know, every Gundam protag has to do, you know, fire into the air futilely, making a cool pose when they do it. Yeah, he's just got to shoot up in anguish and, like, let out his rage. Too bad, so sad. But that's episode. Bad ending, good episode. Good batch. Love to see it. Good Good cliffhanger though. I uh, I'm very Good excited. Cliffhanger. I'm very excited to immediately dive into these episodes and uh, yes, and watch them. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Find out what happened. What happened? So um okay. Here's so I don't really have a segment planned for today because again I've been spending all weekend like touring apartments. What I'm gonna do instead? I'm gonna scroll up to i'm gonna scroll past all the talk about monster hunter i'm gonna scroll past italian char asnable i'm gonna scroll past argyle's g gundam blu-rays i'm gonna see okay okay here we go here we go here we go so uh people in our people in our discord in in the welcome robot discord we like to have deep conversations about what character would do x right you know what 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 character likes this what do we like you know fun fun thought exercises so I'm gonna I'm I'm searching within my mind. I'm I'm searching, you know, in in the in, in the, the dark recesses of my mind because you know we're do, we're doing all, all 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 different conversation starters and icebreakers and stuff like that. And let me find. I gotta. God, I'm like I'm almost at the part. I'm also I'm killing time while I'm scrolling through Discord trying <laughs> to find out. I'm, so I think I missed this conversation because I don't remember. Yeah, no, th- th- this was um this was about a week ago. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here we go. It basically, what what X does Gundam cast X? So, you know, f- fill in the blanks. This is uh, Mr. P- Mr. Pajama Shark Man, parentheses, Lucas, in our Discord. Um, I'm going to, you know, th- this, this can be a fun end segment when I can't think of anything else. Just take the main cast and imagine what they would do. So, what we're going to do, let's, let, let's use the example of what fast food do we think the main cast likes like we're we're going we're going to space mcdaniel or to whatever space restaurant there is and we need to put together our order for everyone 
And we need to figure out who likes what, because we can't get it wrong, because we'll get in trouble if we get it wrong. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, My first instinct says that uh, Judo wants a spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, that's good. See? And and I can't I can't defend that that opinion. Um, it just came to me. That no 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not about defending Jake. It's about putting the energy out there so confidently that no one could possibly even want to argue with you because you're yeah, right. I'm I'm I, right. Damn okay. it. Spicy chicken sandwich for judo. Yes, he he's 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 powerful. He, he's 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 a young boy. He's ready to beat ass. He needs a little bit of spice. He needs that protein to fight good. He he is spicy. You know he's he's sassy. He's fun. I think Lena. What is Lena like? I feel like Judo gets a spicy chicken sandwich. I think Lena Lena's a regular chicken sandwich kind of person. You know, she it's the chicken liking runs in the family, we'll say, which is a deranged thing to say. And, sure. And they offered to get her the kids meal version, but she doesn't want the kids meal version because No, no. Cuz she wants to be an adult. She she's 10 years old. She's not a kid anymore. She she she's mature. She is ready for a non-toy and yeah, she wants she wants regular chicken sandwich. She sees judo. She's not ready for spicy yet. She doesn't like the spiciness, but she wants chicken sandwich. Um, Eno, 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 Eno. What do you like? Hmm. Eno hmm. seems like a like a fast food hot dog guy. Okay, now we're getting into it. Fast food hot dog. Um, I think you hmm. he he might actually want get the coney. Eno gets the full conies. Okay, all right, yeah. No, you know what? You know what? Yeah, because Eno, he's he he knows what he's about. He's a little bit more refined than the rest of the gang. You know, he's more mellowed out. He's not about burgies and ch- and chicky nuggies and French fries. Eno wants the full coney. He goes to McDaniel and he orders off the secret menu. He says, "Give me the full coney," and they say, "Yes, sir, Mister Eno, sir, absolutely." Eno's a coney kind of guy. He's he's a simple guy. He knows what he likes, and uh, and what he wants is a coney. Now, Beecha and Mondo, I know this one in my heart of hearts. They both go for, like, the triple stack bacon burger. Oh, absolutely. There's They're no the doubt big meats kind of guys. They like they like getting the big old burger that's, that's impractical and hard to eat. Because, you know what? They're, they're men. They're real manly men. They're guys. They're just dudes being guys. They love it. Oh, we love it. Oh, I'm getting hungry talking about a big old baconator now. Oh man, I've got a I've got a stew cooking upstairs in my slow ooh, cooker, and I'm, ooh, oh, ooh, I'm ooh. so excited. Let me let me hit you with this. Let me hit you with this. Okay. L orders a salad, but she takes a burger and chops it up and puts it in the salad. Ooh, girl. Ooh, kind yes. Of a, kind of a big old power protein salad. I, okay, I can I can fuck with that. Yeah. L knows that it's important to get your veggies in, but also wants a burgie. So what's better than just, like, chopping up a whole burgie, putting in a salad? Best of both worlds, Hannah Montana. Hell yeah. Um, let's see. Bright likes a plain hamburger. Oh my god, Bright likes literally a slab of meat on a bun, no condiments, and no light, toppings, light no seasoning. Nothing. Light seasoning when they when they grill it. Like, the, the, a hint of salt and pepper, that's it, Bright, I hate you so much. Can I, can I hit you with this, Jake? Ruluka, nothing but a big old bag of french fries. Hell yeah. Okay. That... That's all she needs. She just wants the potatoes. And a slush. She oh. wants a slush, too. Oh, french fries. You think she goes for one of those Sonic Red Bull slushies? Yes. Ruluka gets, gets a Five Guys size bag of fries and a Sonic Extra Large Red Bull slushie, and she is good to go. Oh, my God. Oh, Yes. Okay, okay, all right, let's see. Hmm, hmm. Shinta and Coom get a Happy Meals. Absolutely. 
Because they're they're kids and they know kids are supposed to get Happy Meals and they also want the toys and they fight over who gets the toys every single time. Of course. And 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 none of, nobody at the Argama has learned that you need to get two of each toy for the kids. <laughs> so they have so, so they so they, so you know it's like when people have two dogs and they have to get one of each toy, like you know two toys per dog, so that they don't have to fight over anything because they each have an identical one. It's just like that. We do that, and our dogs still fight over them, little shitheads. Oh no, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I was gonna say it doesn't work. <laughs> no, but it's 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 worth a shot. It's worth trying. Um, let's see who. Hmm. Anyone else on the Argama? I feel like there's one person we're probably missing. Um, uh, Ashtonage gets a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets a BLT, I think. Nice and classic. He does, You know what? He, he gets it, and it's like not even on a bun. He gets it on like toasted bread, because he's just a classic... He's a classic kind of guy. Texas toast? Hell yeah. Tex... Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my God. Actually, BLT on Texas toast? Good shit. Love that for him. Hell yeah. I think, and 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 lastly, the last main character, because you know, Fa's on the colony. She's eating good in the neighborhood. She doesn't have. There's they don't have McDaniel's on Colony Ten or Colony One, Side One. Fuck, I call it Colony Ten again. <laughs> they don't have McDaniel's, so she has like you know real food. Uh, and lastly, I think Torres. I don't think Tor Torres is somehow able to subsist entirely on Oreo McFlurries again. Like nothing but Oreo McFlurries <laughs> is all that man ever has, and yet he's fine. I can I can see it. I, I I think he's just like because all all he needs is that Hong Kong porn and an Oreo McFlurry. He's good to go. He's he's made of the same same stern stuff. Ru Luca is. I always forget that he's the the Hong Kong porn guy. He he and um, Saigusa are the Hong Kong porn guys, and of course Yazan killed Saigusa in the first episode of the show. <laughs> Motherfucker, deranged show. Well, Lucas, thank you so much for that because I think this is a very, very good segment idea for when I am too lazy to come up with anything else to talk about. <laughs> hey, you know what, listeners? If you have an idea for a prompt we can go at, it's not you know, mailbag is one thing, but like if you wanted to get to us, want us to get to it earlier, just like tweet it at us or just post it in the Discord or something. I'll save them. I'll tuck them away. And we'll get to them. Just have a little bit of fun sometimes. Why not? Yeah, this was a blast. Honestly, I, I like loved it. that. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we objectively nailed down all of the main Argama crew members' fast food preferences. Hell we yeah! To see it. Well, that will do it for us today. Jake, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on the twitter.com at Mr. Jakey Poo. Uh, you can also find me on a couple other podcasts. I am on Hearts Against Balance, a Kingdom Hearts inspired actual play podcast where I am playing Seahawk from She-Ra um, on a quest to free uh, to free Wonderland from the evil Red Queen. And uh, you can also find me on a podcast, Most Foul, where my wife and I are reading through the uh, Artemis Foul series, her for the first time and me revisiting them. You'd love to see it. And Max, where can we find you? Um, thank you for asking, Jake. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, etc. at MaxiBajillion. I have a couple of other shows. I have Pod of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaiba Corp. That's on Twitter, at Pod of Greedcast. And I have Slappers Only, a video game music showdown podcast. That is at SlappersOnlyPod.com or Twitter.com slash SlappersOnlyPod. And these shows and many more can be found on Noisebase.xyz. It is a podcast network made by our friend Matt. You can find this. You can find Nightmare and Era, a creepypasta show. You can find Live Free Toy Hard, a Twilight show. You can find Kyle XY, a show about Kyle XY, the wonderful TV show about the man who does not have a belly button. Maybe one day he'll get to pilot a Gundam in that show. Who could possibly say? <laughs> um, that's that for plugs. I think it's my turn this week again. So, Max, huh? what's your robot of the week? 
God, I didn't even think of this one. My robot of the week is, you know what it is? It is my currently uh, retired, uh, not, not seeing any action right now, but it will soon, my air conditioner. It is a pretty nice one. I bought it on sale from Best Buy. And I I like having a nice breeze on me. This baby does it all. We have three power levels. It oscillates. It has a timer set that you can have it turn off after, I think, up to like 12 or 24 hours. It is, it is quite a nice machine. I love it. I like just, you know, sometimes your room gets too hot. You got to have a nice little bit of breeze on it. And it is the perfect amount of power to sound. I can record with this thing going at the back of the room and it does not get picked up by my mic at all we truly wow. love it thank you max's air conditioner it's it's it's, it's 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 a good it's a lasco brand i don't know if that's good or not but it's nice for me so hey if it we works. love it <laughs> it works yeah exactly uh, okay so as we always say folks in the words of uh zeta gundam who has a different head so it sounds a little bit differently this week Warm's dead. Alright, thank you and good night, everybody. Toodles, doodles. <laughs>